Hey, all right, here we are. Look, it's John Park's workshop. I'm John Park, and uh, I want to thank you for coming today. Uh, bleeps and bloops today, uh, provided by my uh, 1010 Music Black Box and a new little uh, sequence uh, launcher I built using one of our Trellis M4, or Neo Trellis, rather, Neo Trellis boards on a Feather M4 uh, as a little uh, MIDI launcher that launches sequences. Um, I might do a post about that at some point. I've got some code up on GitHub if people are interested. But that's, uh, that's what's happening music-wise over here. Let me move some stuff around, get that out of the way. Uh, let's see, what else, what else is happening here? Uh, I'm glad you stopped by. Uh, let's say that, first of all. Um, I wanted to talk about our jobs board. Did you know that we've got this jobs board? Uh, it's true. There it is. And uh, if you head there... Here's what you're going to see. We've got a whole bunch of jobs posted. Uh, they are free to go on and post if you're a company looking to hire someone. Could be full-time stuff, internships, part-time, freelance, contract work, remote, on-site. Uh, you name it. There's all variety of jobs up there, as well as people posting their resumes if they're looking for work. So please go check out jobs.adafruit.com if you're interested in uh, learning more about that. Uh, let's see, what else have we got? Hey, check it out. We have a coupon code today. You'll notice our coupon code is actually the same as our show code today. I didn't get that creative with it, but uh, coupon code is Piloton. Uh, and that's going to be what we're looking at today for our project, uh, which is a variation on a Peloton uh, bike computer sort of thing involving Circuit Python, so Piloton. Uh, and that coupon code will get you 10% off in the store today. So head on over to Adafruit, throw some things in your cart on the way out. Don't forget to enter Piloton as your coupon code and you're going to get 10% off. And that's good until midnight tonight, Eastern time. Uh, and that's good on things. It's no good on software or gift certificates or subscriptions. So just actual physical stuff. So uh, head there, use that coupon code, get yourself a little savings on the way out. Uh, let's see, what else have we got? Hey, how about a product of the week? Since I mentioned the coupon code, you might also be interested in some recommendations on things to get. I don't know. Uh, here's one. It is Neo Pixel Featherwing. Uh, this is a 32 pixel featherwing. It's eight by four or four by eight if you look at it vertically. Uh, I'll show you, I've got one right here. Here it is, uh, blinking away. I'm actually running this on a Feather M uh, M0 right now, Feather M0 Express, but you can also run it on uh, pretty much any board. I would recommend something like a Feather M4, actually, so you can get the most speed out of it. Uh, I'm running some fancy LED code here in CircuitPython. You can also run it uh, with Arduino NeoPixel code, CircuitPython NeoPixel code, uh, or go into the super fast world of uh, fast LED in Arduino if you want to get some really cool stuff and great color uh, gamma correction and convenience scripts and things like that. Uh, yeah, someone said one LED is not checking in. I don't know what happened there. I either bumped something or it was a defective one. I haven't tried to reflow it. It looks like it's getting very, very faint uh, images on it. Don't know why. It is a dead pixel. You're absolutely right. Uh, and for that, I am sad. But maybe we'll fix that. 
Um, by the way, who am I talking to when I'm saying these things? Well, it's the uh, good people over in our Discord. So if you check out our Discord channel, uh, you will see there's a discussion going on there. We also have, uh, I'm going to go and refresh my browser because we've also got our um, YouTube. Here comes the echo. We've got our YouTube chat going on as well. So uh, hello to everyone in YouTube land as well as the Discord. If you're visiting us on Twitch or Facebook uh, or Periscope or one of the other video uh, streaming services where we're sending this out uh, and you're wondering where's all the chat happening, it's pretty much right here in Discord. So uh, thank you. Uh, I will say to who we have uh, mentioning this, Matambale and Andy Calloway mentioning the dead pixel. Yes. Oh, well. Um, But anyway, that is my pick of the week. It is the NeoPixel Featherwing. Super cool little uh, display that you can use for all kinds of things. You can stack it on a feather. You can use a feather doubler or tripler or quadrupler um, to attach that to one of the feathers and then drive a bunch of NeoPixels. Uh, All right, let's see. What else is happening here? Uh, This is a good time, I think. Maybe you'll agree to look at something called Make Code Minute. Oops, you might have gotten a little uh, echo there. Sorry about that. I had my mic on and I was listening. Let me turn my computer's volume down so we don't have that happen. Uh, All right, so let me pull up a browser here and let's uh, throw this little green screen view up, and I'm going to zoom in a bit now, get all good and prepared so we can discuss what's happening here. How's that? There we go. Uh, And, oh, let me fix that. Uh, Let me fix that green screen setting. Let's see. Is that going to work a little better? All right, I'm going to pick a color. Yeah, there we go. That's going to look nice. Uh, All right, and where am I? Where'd I go? Hi, that's me. Uh, Okay, so for the Make Code Minute today, what I wanted to do was take a look at a uh, set of blocks that you can use with NeoPixels on board for the Circuit Playground Express or external ones that are plugged in uh, that allow you to rotate a pattern forward or backward through your strip. So this came actually from a forum question. Someone in the Adafruit forum said, hey, how do I use these uh, rotate? And there's also a shift Uh, block, shift option in this. Here's how you do it. Let me zoom in here so you can see this nice and big. Uh, So first of all, what am I talking about? If you look at my simulator here, uh, I'll go full screen on the simulator, you'll see when I press the B button, I rotate my little set of four pixels clockwise. And when I hit the A button, I'll go counterclockwise. Uh, And you can also see it happening right here on my actual circuit playground forward and backward. Uh, And so the way this works is, first of all, in my on-start block, I'm just setting up my NeoPixel uh, strip as the onboard strips. This is a bit of a different setup than your usual light blocks here. Uh, Instead, we're heading to this NeoPixel section. We're creating a strip as if it's an off-board strip, but then we're pointing it right back onto the onboard pin. Uh, So it takes care of all of the details of RGBW uh, ordering and the number of pixels in the strip, which is 10 in this case. Um, And then I'm just setting four of those pixels to these colors, red, magenta, cyan, and blue. 
And then it's, uh, these are the key blocks here. Inside of my button A and button B, I'm using this onboard strip rotate by one or onboard strip rotate by negative one. Uh, and what that means is when you press the button, it's going to uh, move all of the pixels over one unit or backwards one unit. And part of the smarts of it is that it realizes based on how long your strip is that when it reaches the end of the strip, it doesn't just fall off the edge of the world. It flips around back to the very first one like a snake eating its own tail. Uh, and so that's how you can use the rotate block on the Circuit Playground Express inside of Make Code. And that is your Make Code Minute. All right, uh, I'm gonna take a sip of delicious iced coffee because it's pretty warm down here in Southern California today. Mmm, and I really like iced coffee. Uh, all right, so let's see. Um, next thing I wanted to do was have a look at an arcade pick of the week, make code arcade pick of the week. Uh, and so if you have a look here at my browser window, let me move that out of the way. Uh, my arcade game pick of the week is called Kitten Tales Demo. Uh, and this I found on the forum.makecode.com inside the arcade channel. Uh, and here is uh, Rehan Panchi256 is the one who created and submitted this. And uh, Rehan Panchi256 says this is unfinished but playable smiley face emoji. Uh, and it's really, uh, I agree, it's playable. It's very adorable. Uh, in fact, what I'll do is uh, launch the full screen simulator here, and this one has a nice little uh, chapter startup or level startup screen that says level one, Grass Hills. Uh, I'll go ahead and hit A, and you can see I have this adorable little cat character, uh, kitten, I suppose, and some bad guys who look kind of like, um, who's that little Batman? Batmite? Looks kind of like Batmite. Uh, whoa. Uh, so you can jump on their heads like you would expect. Look, there's a really cute uh, exploding bad guy uh, I, uh, animation when I hit this guy, there's gonna be a little effect, watch, boonk. Uh, and the thing I wanted to get to, the end of this level so I could show you, ooh, let me, love, let me get some uh, hearts back, some health with those little potion bottles. When we get to the end of the level, I'm gonna skip these guys. Uh, I might have to crush that guy just so he doesn't bug me. Sorry, guy. Uh, this is pretty cool. This is sort of a convention in a lot of uh, platform games, which is when you get to the end of the level, you'll reach a little sort of portal or doorway. And when I get here, I have to actually press the up arrow. So I just pressed up and that takes me to the next level. Uh, so I want to take a look at how that works. If you look in the block uh, editor here, I'm gonna move this uh, simulator out of the way so we can fill up the screen a little better. Um, I'm gonna zoom out a bit here and I believe it is right here. So I'm gonna zoom in. Uh, and so there's a uh, set of blocks that are always uh, running. Let me zoom down, this is inside the forever loop uh, and checking different conditions in the game. And one condition that's being checked for here is this one here, it says, if the tile that is in the center of the sprite, so that's your kitten character, and you can use this to check for tiles to the right, left, up, down, or right on top of. So it's essentially saying when my sprite is right on top of that uh, tile, which is that little purple portal door, uh, then 
it does a check to see if the up button is pressed. If that up button is pressed, then there's a variable called uh, current level, which is incremented by one, so we go to the next level. And then it runs a, a whole bunch of other uh, logic in order to wipe the, the screen, get rid of all the sprites, and start up the next um, level for you. So I thought that was a really nice, uh, elegant way to not have your character, as soon as you overlap the sprite, immediately sort of zoom into the next level, but instead you have to kind of figure out that this is a doorway type of thing, so where you have to uh, press up to kind of go into the screen, sort of like in Z-depth. Uh, and so I thought that was really cute, and that is my arcade game pick of the week. Uh, it is, let me go back to this screen here, uh, Kitten Tails Demo by Rehan Panchi 256 and you can go to the forum.makecode.com arcade channel in order to check it out yourself. And that is my Make Code Arcade game pick of the week. All right, uh, let's see. Let's check back in with Discord. How you guys doing? How's everyone there? Guys and gals, I should say. Uh, waving, there's much waving. Hey, FX Music. Hey, Dan Mitchell. Hey, Andy Calloway. Uh, so I don't see any chat happening over here in YouTube land. So. I'll say hi so people will know I'm here. I don't know. Is, is it running? Is, uh, yeah, it looks like it's working. Um, I guess everyone's found their way over to Discord, maybe. Hey, Jay Dosher, how you doing? Uh, all right. Well, let's see. What do I have next? Uh, I wanted to talk about this week's project. So I mentioned uh, the code Peloton, which is like Peloton, but don't sue us, please. Uh, and... And by the way, I'm not, I'm not like an avid cyclist, but I do know that there's, there, the word Peloton was not invented by the, uh, the, sta the stationary bicycle people. That's a term in uh, cycling, I think, for like the little lead pack group or something like that, right? Isn't that the name of the little group? They're a Peloton. Someone who knows French or something about cycling, fill us in on the chat. Uh, but anyway, our Peloton project, this is pretty cool. So this is combining uh, a few different projects that we've built up to as we've been creating these Bluetooth libraries for our different Bluefruit boards. So uh, this project is going to run on the little Clue board, which has the NRF52840, uh, which is an M4 based chip and it has Bluetooth built onto it. And so with these CircuitPython libraries we've created, what we're doing is actually talking to standard uh, Bluetooth services. So there are these services uh, that allow us to talk to a heart rate monitor, allow us to talk to bicycle speed and cadence sensors, and uh, we're also gonna use the service that allows us to communicate with a iOS device, such as an iPhone, uh, to determine what songs are being played. Um, the cool thing about this is that we've now got the ability to not only uh, combine multiple sensor services or connections onto the Clue, but we're also going bi-directionally. So there are sort of a client and server relationship going on. And in some cases, our clue is going to act like a client and our sensors are going to serve up things like heart rate data and speed and cadence. Um, but we're also going to be able to uh, send information out to the phone in order to do things like go to the next song or change the volume. So if you remember the... Um, Apple, uh, what do we call it? Apple Music Service Gizmo that was ap ap operating in that sort of bi-directional way. So we got all those things happening in one. So why don't we head over to the workbench and take a look at uh, some of how this is all working here. 
and then I can give you a bit of a, a demo on my bike. I'm not going to hop up on that bike there because I'll fall over and die. It's sort of clamped up to some pipes so I can at least have it on camera. Uh, but this is a uh, uh, sort of a, a little demo of how things are put together and how it's going to work. So, uh, oh, and before I, before I move away, we've got Dan Mitchell in the uh, uh, Discord chat said that a... Peloton, from French, originally meaning platoon, is the main group or pack of riders. Thank you. There was also a really cool, I think there still is a really cool uh, high-end bicycling magazine with that title. And I'm sure that that magazine is bummed about the success of the uh, stationary bike company, I'm guessing. Uh, all right, so let's pop over here and take a look at some stuff. So here is, this has actually been a really cool um, group project that we have going on so far. So um, the, uh, we have uh, the Ruiz brothers who've been working on uh, cases for the clue board. Uh, we have Dylan Arada who's been working on the code for the, pilot, the Peloton and he's also a uh, uh, bicycle uh, mechanic and, uh, and rider so he knows more about this stuff than a lot of us. Um, and I'm going to be writing up a guide on how all this works, and then we have all the great work of the CircuitPython team, uh, including uh, Dan and Scott doing a lot of the um, uh, service libraries in the background so all this stuff works. So here we have this, uh, it's actually a three-part case. Let me give you a big view here. So we have, also, do you like my color scheme? I'm kind of digging this lavender and, uh, and orange thing. So... Uh, this is the front of the case, and we can pop in a... I'm going to zoom it in as close as this will go. So we can pop in the clue board you can see here, and we, we have access to buttons and screen. Uh, there's also still a view available for the um, uh, proximity sensor here, as well as color sensing uh, and light sensing. All that is, is this little package up here, and that's still uh, got, got a view out to the rest of the world. Uh, and we got the A and the B buttons. And I think we're going to actually work on a version of this where we expose the capacitive touch pads that are at the bottom of the clue board. Um, now, this is a, a, a really cool... Actually, let me pop this out. Why don't I? Let me pop this out here so you can see it go together. Uh, this is a really cool little trick that the Ruiz brothers use in a lot of their projects, which is for any of our boards that you can power from a battery, particularly a little LiPo battery, uh, if the board doesn't have a, its own discrete on-off switch, then they came up with a really good way using some uh, Adafruit parts, pretty standard Adafruit parts, to add a little inline switch. Uh, and I wanted to show that, uh, that method. First of all, here's a, here's a switch that we do sell uh, in the Adafruit store that is exactly does this exact functionality. So this has the JST connector that a LiPo battery plugs into. Let me grab one here. All right, so there's your typical JST connector and the uh, battery will plug into there. And then this has an inline uh, on-off switch. And then it has the male uh, plug here that goes into the board. So this is perfect, except for that's kind of a big honking huge switch for a project like this. So what the Ruiz brothers do is essentially uh, either pop open one of these and splice in a tiny little uh, slide switch or you can get uh, one of these JST battery extenders in the Adafruit store that's just the cable, and then you can cut it to length, splice uh, this switch into, uh, let's say, the power line on here, the red wire, leave the black connected, uh, and then you can 
use all this length if you want, or you could uh, shorten it by, by cutting and soldering. So uh, it just takes, you know, 10 minutes maybe to build one of these using some heat shrink, make it nice. But what you end up with is a, a pretty great little custom on-off switch for this type of uh, a project. Uh, and so I mentioned here at the bottom, we've got three capacitive touch pads. They're labeled uh, zero, one, and two. It's these here. And then this is three volt and ground. So you can use these for connecting alligator clips. You can connect to these pads, uh, the, the pins on the board with that, or we can use these for capacitive touch. So Dylan is actually looking into seeing if he can use that for maybe the volume control or the skip forward, back, play, pause, that kind of stuff, since we have a limited number of buttons. Um, and so... That switch pops into this little um, 3D printed case really nicely. Ruiz Brothers specialty is these little snap fit cases. And then there are a number of different battery sizes that we sell. That It's good to get the ones with a short cable on there and that'll fit right in there. Uh, and then I've got uh, these two pieces. So this, these print as two separate pieces and they are a handlebar clamp uh, and then it screws in. I think they're adjusting uh, that'll that might now be a one uh, quarter and 20 uh, hole for a, a, a typical one quarter and 20 screw and nut. Uh, but right now it's a couple, I've got a couple of uh, number six screws in there. So this attaches the backside and you'll see the backside here has a couple of features to it. There's a uh, set of holes here. One is for the reset button. Uh, I don't know what these ones back here are for. That might just allow speaker and microphone to work a little better by having, having some holes. Um, and then it's got these walls that press up against the clue board so that it stays put in the front of the case. And then this is a snap-in, so you can hear as I click that in. If you get your printer settings right, uh, there you go, you get that nice satisfying click and snap. Uh, and then that's not going anywhere, that's, that's in really, really well. Um, this then will go onto your uh, handlebars of your bike. Let's see if you can see that there. Um, am I gonna be... Totally hidden? No, I'm not totally hidden. Uh, so that will uh, click onto, my handlebars are much bigger than this print, so I think we've got some other added sizes coming. Uh, it'll go on there, and then there's gonna be a, a screw and nut to hold those in place. So that'll sit right there on your handlebars. Um, and now the instrumentation that we have going is this. I've got uh, a heart rate monitor, so I'll put that on. And this will work with either uh, the chest strap type or the wrist arm strap. These can go on your upper arm or your forearm like this. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll turn that on. So that's gonna start beeping out its little Bluetooth advertisement saying I'm looking for someone to connect to. And then I've got a hub-based um, speed sensor here. So there's a, a, um, a little Bluetooth, it's a Wahoo speed sensor. It has a little battery and it has a IMU of some kind that can tell uh, its motion, like an accelerometer or something. So it can tell when it rotates around one time. And then in the software, which we'll take a look at some of the uh, Piloton stuff in a moment, uh, we have the length, or rather the circumference of the tire entered in inches, which is I think like 82-ish inches. This is a 700C tire in the French, or wheel uh, in the French numbering system. Uh, wheel numbering is bonkers. It's very confusing, but um, the sensor there and that circumference, we can do the math to determine speed of the bike. And then on uh, one of the cranks, I've got it on this one just because it was a little more accessible, but usually we'll have it on the, on the non-chain ring side. I have a similar sensor, and this one uh, measures your cadence 
because each time you crank the pedal, it gets uh, incremented by one on its revolution. Similar to last week's project, same, same sort of stuff. Um, so with those activated, just by moving them, they kind of wake up. And then uh, the heart rate monitor, I've got two pieces of the puzzle. And the third is I've got my phone. And so on the phone, we'll have uh, whatever Apple uh, Music app is playing. So it could be Spotify, it could be Apple Music itself, it could be Podcast app. Uh, it will broadcast the uh, song that's currently playing onto the, onto the device. So what I'll do now is turn this on. My little on-off switch here. And let's go to this screen here. So it boots up and it has a really cute little graphic of a bike uh, and it says status and it is essentially trying to connect to things right now. So first it says connect your phone uh, and this is probably going to get uh, updated soon to have pairings. So you only have to do this one time uh, but right now each time I reset I have to connect it. So it has just received that connection and now it's scanning for heart rate. I think it just got the heart rate sensor. And now it's looking for uh, speed and cadence sensors, so I'll just make sure that those are running. Uh, and now it's finishing up. So these actually, some of these take a little bit and they send some blank data at first. Um, so it's not that quick to connect at the beginning. I'm gonna have this moving so that we see some data on there. So right now it's saying my heart rate is 88 or 90, uh, miles per hour is five and the crank Revolutions. Actually, it's saying zero. Let's see if maybe that one didn't wake up. Oh, there we go. Okay, so I'm doing 56 revolutions per minute, and that's having my bike at 12 miles an hour, is what it claims. And then at the bottom there, it says none, because there's no song playing. So now if I head to uh, Spotify, uh, let's find... Where's the Adafruit? There we go, so I don't get Copy Strike Adafruit uh, album, which we own. Uh, it's playing, and it says Bartle Beats, good guys. Bartle Beats, good guys. I'll turn that volume down. And there you can see it's saying we're at zero RPM, zero uh, miles per hour, heart rate at 75. So let me give the wheel a spin. I think it'll, it doesn't actually notice if we go backwards or forward with this. And that should give us, uh, did it say? Oh, maybe it did notice. Let's go, let's go forward. There we go, 0.2, 10, 35. Whoa, I'm sorry, I pulled that off the screen. And there you can see I've got my data going again. And uh, now we could have this mounted right here on the handlebars. And off we go for a ride and we can see all our data in one place. Uh, and then, like I said, one of our hopes is to update this so that we have um, some control over the bicycle, or rather the bicycle, the uh, phone uh, music play, skip track, go to uh, the next track, uh, go backwards a track, change the volume and all that. Um, in fact, let me pop this up on this screen here because it might look nice. Uh, and there you can see all I've got is heart rate and the song and then the bike isn't moving right now. Uh, so We'll also, like I said, have some pairing going on, which will help us out uh, so that when you lose connection, turn something off, move too far away, it'll automatically reconnect to the phone, uh, which right now it asks for you to connect. So let's take a look um, at some code to see how this is all working. I'm going to pop over to 
Adam here. Get that bike off of my face. There we go. Uh, let's see. Let's pop open Adam and I'm going to open that file up. Oh, maybe I have it in Moo, do I? Okay, let me go, to ver go over to Moo, at least for the moment. And actually, I think I'll plug this board in because one of those nice things about CircuitPython is if you can't exactly remember where your code is uh, in a bind, you can just pull it right off of, the, uh, off of the board, off of the clue in this case. So let's see. Here's Moo. Here's me, though. And this is the code that's running on there. So we're doing our typical stuff, importing some libraries like Time, Adafruit BLE, which allows us to connect to the Bluefruit uh, or the Bluetooth things, the board itself, uh, the heart rate service, and then the Pyloton uh, library, which we'll take a look at in a moment. Uh, the rest of this will look familiar to you if you followed these projects we've been doing. We connect um, the radio to this uh, item named BLE, and uh, here you can see some of that math I mentioned. It's the Pyloton. BLE display and the uh, circumference of my wheel, which is 84.229 or roughly that. If you want to be really precise about this, you can mark a spot on your driveway or on the sidewalk where your um, valve stem is and then roll forward until you get one revolution. Mark that and then measure it. That's one way to do it. Um, and that's with you on the bike because you squish out the tire. This is if you're trying to be super precise about it, which I'm not. Uh, then we go and uh, do the Apple Music service connection. We show the Piloton splash screen. Uh, we do the radio connections to the heart rate monitor, the speed, um, cadence, uh, uh, speed and cadence sensors. Uh, and then we, uh, almost the rest of these updates happen over in the Piloton uh, library. So let me open that up. So this is uh, going to open right off of the uh, clue board. And here you can see, and this is, this is changing right now. This might actually not be the most up-to-date because Dylan is working on this. It's not, um, we haven't merged this into the, into the um, GitHub yet. But here we have a bunch of variables inside of here for the numbers that we're keeping track of, like the uh, wheel revolutions, the crank revolutions, the previous revolutions of the wheel, the previous revolutions of the crank. Uh, so you can see how those are used to update when the, the value changes. Uh, we have some colors that we're using on the screen, uh, the connections. Then we have the Apple uh, Music things, like uh, Track Artist uh, is, I think, maybe the only, I guess, the Track Artist and the title uh, are the two things that we care about. Uh, and then we're enabling all of those services. There's some display I.O. code in here for doing the splash screen, as well as then loading in fonts and doing the... Uh, text groups uh, of the updates. So again, really familiar if you've been following along some of these past three or four projects we've been doing. They all work uh, very similarly, and this is a, a matter of combining it all neatly, which is sort of the art of it, and a really impressive job that Dylan's been doing putting this together. Um, we have our connections to the heart rate monitor, to the Apple Music service, the speed and cadence. Uh, and actually, one other thing that's going on here, like I mentioned, is we have both a speed sensor and a cadence sensor. You can also use one of these types, uh, which is a single package that has uh, data for both speed and cadence. And then there's two different magnets that pass, one spoke magnet and one um, crank magnet that pass by it. So it'll work 
with either a combined unit like that or separate units. Thankfully, the, the, uh, the way the Bluetooth um, service is written for that, it uh, makes it very easy to deal with having one combined sensor or a pair of sensors. Uh, and then the rest of this is doing things like the math. So you can see the wheel RPMs uh, are doing the, the differential uh, to give us the um, update based on the last revolution. So we know how essentially how fast we're going in speed. Uh, same with the crank revolutions, uh, reading and displaying heart rate, reading and displaying the Apple Music service. Uh, some little icons, these really adorable icons on here. Uh, oh, mine, mine needs to be restarted to, to show those now because I plugged into it. Um, and the rest is a lot of uh, just updating of the display and repeating that. So uh, I hope that's a, at least somewhat of a helpful tour. If you are interested in the nitty gritty of it, we'll have this published pretty soon. I'll be doing a guide on it. Uh, and you'll be able to look at the code, adjust it if you want, if maybe there's a different sensor you want to integrate or if you want to pull one out, say you don't want to use a heart rate sensor at all, you can uh, pretty simply comment some things out and you won't be uh, looking for connection to that or, or displaying that. Um, and so that is our project for the week. That's the Piloton. Uh, I hope you dig that and um, let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any suggestions on it. But I think it'll be a pretty cool bike computer, which uh, in, in a lot of ways will be more convenient than... Uh, trying to use a phone as, as your computer or a, uh, a pre-made computer which will be fixed in its functionality and this instead is open source and open to you adding the things that you like and the things you want to see. Uh, that's the beauty of all this stuff, isn't it? Alright, uh, let's see, why don't we check in with uh, Discord and see if anyone has any thoughts or questions, or comments on that. Let me open mine up so I can see it. Where'd you go? Uh, let's see. We have some good puns going. I'm stepping it up a gear. Thank you. Uh, Jay Dosher says, very satisfying snap. Yeah, actually, for, for all of you 3D printing um, people out there, one thing I found with these is that I was getting uh, some fairly thin walls on the supports, and I wasn't getting a good, excuse me, a good click. Uh, and there is a setting. I was using the Cura Slicer, uh, and there's a setting for, uh, oh, gosh, I'm going to remember it now. I think it's off offset horizontal offset, uh, and it allows you to add a little thickness to pretty much everything. And once I added like a 0.3 millimeter horizontal offset, I got everything a little thicker and, uh, and that made the, the connection snap much better as well as fixed the, um, the weak walls. And that's nice because it means you're not going back in and trying to adjust your model, which can be difficult. It's not just simply a matter of scaling things because then it won't fit the other part, but it's a matter of thickening some parts. Uh, Let's see, what else? Uh, da, da, da. Twitch is right on the ball as usual. Are people finding the uh, Twitch is right, right in step with, uh, with live and uh, YouTube is lagging? I heard people saying that YouTube was lagging quite a bit last night. Uh, oh, the bot was late, I see. All right, well, hey, thank you so much. Uh, before I go to, I want to uh, remind you that you can get 10% uh, off in the Adafruit store if you use our coupon code for this week or this day, which is Piloton. Not Peloton, Piloton for Circuit Python. Uh, and one other thing, I know I'm, I'm a little bit over, one other thing I wanted to mention is that if you haven't um, subscribed yet and you're interested, please head to Adafruit daily.com uh, and you can check out the 
Make Code newsletter. We have a bunch of different, uh, they're not all daily. Some of them are weekly. Uh, there are some daily tips. Some of them are monthly. So we have our monthly newsletter. Uh, and this just came out. Uh, this is the Make Code newsletter for February. And we have a bunch of great stories in here about different uses of Make Code uh, out in the real world, particularly in classrooms. I can zoom this up actually, make it a little easier to read. Uh, there's a, a neat article about um, using Lego uh, Mindstorms with Circuit Python or with MakeCode rather uh, to do some uh, some robotics learning with RoboCup and First Lego League. Uh, there's some educational spotlight videos, science experiments with MakeCode, a great Sean Heimel video on making an egg drop uh, experiment using a uh, uh, micro bit and MakeCode. And uh, there's some stuff you might recognize, some news from around the web. There's some different uh, uses of MakeCode at conferences. There's some new hardware. There's a little mention of Itch.io and GitHub uh, embedding of MakeCode Arcade, uh, as well as some guides that have come out recently. Here's some of the neat new hardware. There's the GiggleBot. Look at that thing. It has a little micro bit up front there, and it's a little DC motor robot. Here's a very stylish looking robot called the Photon. Uh, and you can program this with all kinds of different uh, uh, IDEs and, and code setups, including MakeCode, using their uh, what they call their Magic Bridge application, which might be worth checking out. Also, some updates in the Microsoft Education uh, MakeCode in Minecraft world. Uh, Python has come to that world, which is pretty cool. And we have a bunch of resources for educators or people interested in MakeCode. A little mention of our Discord. Shout out to Discord and some little videos if you're new to MakeCode. Uh, it's a little intro video to MakeCode, a little intro video to MakeCode Arcade as well. So that is our monthly newsletter. I encourage you to go uh, check it out. We, as uh, Phil and Lamore like to say, we have probably the best and most popular uh, MakeCode newsletter out with the most subscribers. We're over 1,000 subscribers now. And partly that's, uh, we, we can claim those superlatives because we think maybe we're the only make code newsletter. So, um, but if there is, if there are others, let us know. We'd be, be interested to find out about it. All right. Well, thank you so much for stopping by today for John Park's workshop. That's all I've got. Uh, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.